Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Horror Obsessive Podcast. I'm one half of your host, the old JP Nunes. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Sean Parker. How's it going, Sean? I'm enthusiastic this week. That That is a change. That I like that. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lying through my teeth, but I am very enthusiastic that we're actually getting to talk about Blades. So uh, Ooh, there's that. Yeah, that's, there's that. <laughs> yeah, oh, boy. And, and, and for anybody listening, Sean did not say Blade. Duh. The vampire movie. <laughs> no, I did blades. not. I said the which 1989 is, oh boy. <laughs> horror comedy trauma called Blades. Uh, yeah. So oh, yeah. Uh, before we get to that, though, of course, we're going to go through uh, the stuff from Hobbs this week, and we're going to uh, highlight some of the articles that JP and I have written. And um, yeah. So uh, you you want to go first? Sure. What what are you sure. what are you doing? What have you been so, up to, uh, JP? All right. So the other day, um, I wrote an article called How to Support Struggling Movie and TV Workers During the SAG-AFTRA and WGA Strikes. Um, So obviously that's not specifically a horror thing, um, but I figured that uh, since, since movies and TV are such a big part of what we do, uh, here at Horror Obsessive, um, and really such a big part of the horror fan community in general, um, that we really should be doing something um, to help them out. I mean, it, it, you know, th- th- there was a quote uh, on about a week ago or so um, in, in some report from one of the major trades that the, the producers, their plan was to, to wait out um, so th- this was before they acted went on strike. So when it was just the writers still, the producer's plan was to wait so long that the writers would start losing their homes. And so they'd have to come crawling back to the producers and take whatever deal they could get. And that kind of pissed me off because that's evil. I mean, that piss anybody off. I mean, seriously, yeah, you're, yeah, you're talking, exactly. we're talking about an executive that makes uh, certain amount of money a year that is uh, way out of anything that you and I will ever see in our lifetimes, JP. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> and um, he's waiting for people's homes to go on the market. That's yeah, uh, that that's, is just that's, god awful. That's terrible. And so I figured, you know, being a movie guy, I should do something. Um, and so I did a, a bit of research and I found that there there are actually some charities you can donate to that uh, that specifically help workers in these fields. Um, so there are two that I linked to in my article. Um, one is, uh, it's called the Entertainment Community Fund. So that that's a charity just for entertainment workers in general. So not just movies and TV. Um, but the cool thing with them is that you can specifically direct it to movie and TV workers. Uh, I mean, you can specifically direct it to a few other groups as well. But, you know, in this case, the you know, you can specifically direct it to movie and TV workers uh, who are going to need it. And the other thing I linked to is that SAG actually has uh, an emergency assistance and disaster relief fund for its members that you can also donate to um, for the actors. So, you know, if, if you guys can, I would, I would definitely encourage you to help out with whatever you can do. You know, um, I mean, the actors may get a deal relatively quickly because it's, you know, Hollywood is grinding to a halt right now. But the writers, I don't know. But I mean, either way, with with both of them, they you know they're they're out of work, and everybody else who's working on these projects is out of work right now too, because nothing's happening with them pretty much, and so they they need the money that they're not getting from working. So if you guys can can donate anything, I'd I'd highly encourage you to help out. Every little bit counts, you know. All right, and and now on to uh, a more pleasant topic. Um, <laughs> so this was. Probably the best news I've heard in a while. Um, so the Criterion Collection, which is a boutique Blu-ray label, just announced their October releases. And uh, so a Criterion is not a specifically horror-centric label, the way like Scream Factory or, or Arrow, for example, tend to be. But every October, they generally put out some really great horror titles. Like last year, we wrote an article on that. They had some awesome stuff. And this year, honestly, I think their slate is even better. So they have a, a 4K of Don't Look Now, uh, a 4K of Videodrome, 
which as I said in the article, might be my favorite Cronenberg movie, but it's kind of hard to choose just one, <laughs> you know? <laughs> no, I hear um, you. Uh, one of the ones that I was super enthused by was, uh, I mean, Todd Browning's Freaks. Oh, gosh. That but, is like a holy grail of, <laughs> of horror Blu-ray collectors, you know? Right? And then, and then we're getting a 4K release of the others, mm-hmm. too. I have been wanting any kind of Blu-ray version of the others for the longest time. So I'm, I'm very happy uh, with like this criterion line. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. much, I know I'm going to go broke. I'm going to buy all of these. So, <laughs> and then the, the last one, and also with freaks, it's not just freaks. It's called the uh, Todd Browning sideshow shockers. So it, freaks is obviously the centerpiece, yeah. but it has two others, one called the unknown and one called the mystic. Uh, to be honest, I've never even heard of those movies. Um, are you familiar with them? Uh, he, um, mm-hmm. I, not exactly, but I know Todd Browning. Todd Browning was a circus performer, or he was yeah, involved I, I with the sideshows or something. Mm-hmm. And um, like a lot of his movies have to do with that. And there's a lot of mm-hmm. silent films that he did. I think one of them is even being redone now by another uh, collection. I don't remember what the collection's name is, but I think I saw it on, on one of the Indiegogo's or Kickstarters that they're um, looking to redo it, remaster it. Okay. Nice. Yeah. So I think Todd Browning is the, uh, uh, name of the the month right now. Oh yeah, <laughs> definitely. Which definitely. is great, like because it's like a hundred years later. So yeah, <laughs> it's kind of cool yeah, yeah. to see staying power on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, exactly. I, he he's also the guy who directed Dracula. Um, yeah. Which now that I mention it out loud, isn't quite as relevant to this conversation as I thought it was in my head. But <laughs> <laughs> it is. I mean, it's, he's the director. Uh, he's awesome. Yeah. One more Criterion October Criterion release. Uh, so on Halloween Day itself, the thirty first. They're going to be releasing a Blu-ray of Nanny, which is the Amazon Prime movie from last year uh, that has no physical release, as far as I can tell. Uh, yeah, that that was a festival film that, that did very well. That was at uh, mm-hmm. Sundance, I believe. Um, yeah, yeah, I think you're the, right. Last year, in 2022. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, not bad. I I um I liked a lot of the, the thematic material in it, but I, the movie just didn't... It, it, it kind of petered out in the in the third mm. act for me. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, your turn, Sean. Yeah. So uh, for me, the 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 one of the big news. I mean, you covered the big one this week, which was kind of out of left field. I didn't realize Criterion was announcing their October releases, and then they kind of just were like amazing. So, yeah. but um, I got I got um solicited for for the River Wild rebake with uh, Leighton Meester and um Adam Brody. And I kind of went, I was like, oh, because this was one of the movies like when I was a kid and on vacation with my parents and stuff like that, like my mother and sisters were really into this movie. So I I, um, I saw this movie quite a few times um, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, they're doing a remake of it. And this remake looks a lot darker. Like uh, so in the original, it's a family going on a, a, a trip that gets taken over sort of Cape Fear style by a couple mm-hmm. of uh, criminals. In this one, it's a okay. little more nuanced. It's a it's a, a brother and sister, and the brother and sister don't trust each other. And this childhood friend shows up, and he I guess wants to start some evil stuff. So uh, yeah. it's all okay. take. But the the main factor is these both take place on a uh, a river going downstream. So it's it's all rapids. It's all uh, it's, it looks like a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I'm on board for that, uh, pun right. intended. And ah, um, ha, ha. yeah, yeah. It was almost fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, the other thing, the other big news of the week for me was uh, Fright Fest schedule, uh, or mm-hmm. not schedule mm-hmm. so much as uh, lineup. But um, right, uh, ton of amazing uh, movies, and especially a lot of stuff that is almost specific to this festival like i mean there's a lot of stuff that's playing here that we're going to be seeing in the next couple of weeks at fantasia and and things Mm -hmm. like that but um there were a few that like um the blue rose and herd and uh i'm trying to think a couple others like off the top of my head but there there was just a whole bunch that i was just like okay okay that sounds cool that sounds cool you know um Mm -hmm. dr jekyll the um the eddie izzard movie i can't wait for this so um 
yeah, I've been I've been priming this up for like a year, so I'm very I'm very uh, excited for it. Um, but yeah, uh, on that note too, we have Fantasia coming up this week. Yes, super excited. What is your uh, out of curiosity, just because we're we're in this forum at time being, mm-hmm. but what is like what is like the number one must see movie for you at Fantasia? The Primeval's. The Primeval's. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That cool. that's uh for people who don't know, it's um it's like a it's only like a King Kong kind of movie. Um, like the plot's a bit King Kong esque. It looks like, and the 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 so it's about a yeti. So it, it, and the yeti, <laughs> it looks kind of like King Kong, basically. Yeah. So for me, for me, from my side, I I don't know anything about this movie other than mm-hmm. I know it's stop motion and I know it's very yeah. Mad God esque in the fact that it's been like forty years or something. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think they started doing it in like the seventies. And the original director, he even he even died. He's not, you know, he's not with us anymore. Uh, so the, but the company he was working with, they decided to to finish it. And uh, yeah, so the whole thing is not stop motion. It's just the 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 monsters are stop motion. Okay. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that that that's my my number one most anticipated movie of the festival because I not only am I, and am I a huge King Kong fan, but stop motion animation has a very special place in my heart. Like I grew up watching like King Kong, all the Ray Harry has and stuff, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, you know. So like I love that yeah. style of animation. Yeah, I'm a big um, Henry Selleck guy myself. Not so much on the Nightmare Before Christmas that never really took off with me. But, really? Um, oh, yeah. God. But but like I love. Um, I thought Corpse Bride. <laughs> I like Corpse Bride. Oh, the Corpse. Yeah. Wait, isn't Corpse Bride? Is that him or is that Tim Burton? Oh, that might actually be Tim Burton. I, 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's always one yeah. of those things because I always just think, but Coraline is his. Coraline's Coraline, excellent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I uh, I like all of those too. I'm, I'm I am I'm a big fan of that kind of style of animation mm-hmm. as well. So yeah, yeah. So what about you? What's what's your favorite or most anticipated uh, Fantasia movie? It's a loaded question. Like I I don't even know how I could pick just one. But it's um for me, uh, especially because we didn't do anything for Tribeca. I'm really looking forward to Suitable Flesh. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm a Lovecraft guy, so this is mm-hmm. a big thing. Uh, I have heard from, especially from horror fans. So from regular, a lot of regular critics are meh on it, which only makes me think this is going to be gory and, and fun and goopy and, and it's going to be everything oh, that we want as horror fans. Right. So, um, every horror person I know that, it, that's seen the film has absolutely said, yes, you're going to, you're going to have a good time. So. Okay. I'm very much looking forward to it. That's mm-hmm. uh, that's probably my number one at, at this upcoming festival. But like I said, there's mm-hmm. no, I I don't know how to choose just one. There's know, also there, there are so many. There's, yeah, there it's yeah, just yeah. there's yeah, yeah. so many. Sympathy for the Devil's Nicholas Cage one. Yeah, yeah. yeah late I'm, night I'm with the Devil. Yeah, yeah. There's so much, so much. All right, so we should probably jump in now to to my favorite find of 2023. All right, do we have to? I believe we do. Yes, it's my week. we can't like call an audible at the last minute and be like hey let's talk about literally anything else you liked it you know (laughs) you just don't want to admit it um that is not true all right well anyway let's get into it (laughs) all right all right buddy let's uh let's uh let's go sharking i guess (laughs) yeah sure so sean what is blades about i'm so glad you asked me that jp so blades is exactly what you think it is like if you looked at the poster and you saw the woman on it like uh all ah like while there's a a bunch of blades down the bottom about to like cut her in half and there's a and there's two people with guns shooting at the blades Yes, it's that. It's that's the movie. That that's literally the movie. Yeah, that's literally yeah. the movie. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> oh, oh, go on. Yeah, go on. All right. So the, the plot synopsis is, is really simple. It's a it's a few people working at a, a country club, and um, suddenly this uh, there's these random attacks happening across the country club. Uh, no one knows what's going on. They think there's a maniac on the loose, and so the country club keeps getting together. They keep wanting to shut down the country club, but the country club uh, 
owner does not want to shut down the country club, so they continue with their tournament that's coming up. And of course, as the tournament approaches, more and more people are dead. So what happens is they ask uh, the country club <laughs> members to go on a maniac hunt. <laughs> Where they go and they hunt the maniac that's hiding in the bushes. <laughs> that they think is hiding in the bushes. And what they find instead is that there's a killer lawnmower on the loose, JP. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's about. And it is up to Roy Kent and uh, Kelly Lang to stop the the killer lawnmower. Yeah, that's basically it. And uh, it's... Uh... <laughs> And if that plot synopsis didn't give it away, this movie is basically a parody slash ripoff of Jaws. Even down to some very plagiarized sounding music. (laughs) Actually, my okay. So if if you want to start there, my favorite little bit of music that doesn't make any sense and fits nothing at all in this film is when uh, Roy Kent meets. Uh, oh, what is his name? It's like, oh, Mal, Malcolm uh, Simpkins, who just shows up on the golf course. And there's just this little bit of like weird flair when they meet him. It's almost like Lord of the Rings ish. Like it's super like uh, quirky, like just like he shows up and it's like this super sharp, shrill noise. And you're like, oh, it's that guy that we love because of this noise. <laughs> but there's we have no backstory for this person. The best part, though, comes when his when he goes out into the brush and he dies, and the dog stays behind. And then later on, that his wife comes over and slaps Roy right in the face. Yeah, um, yeah. wearing black, of course. Wearing black course. Uh, because yeah. she's in mourning. Right, All, right, and it's the same exact scene exact as scene uh, the boy from <laughs> yeah the, when the boy from Jaws well, dies. Yeah, well, his his mother. Yeah. Yeah. Well, his yeah, his mother does the slapping. The boy yeah, doesn't yeah. do the slapping. The boy doesn't know because he's dead. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that would be an awesome movie. <laughs> Zom- Jaws create zombies. Yep. Zombie Jaws. <laughs> that would probably be. I'm sure, it exists somewhere. Yeah. I'll check. Tra- I'll track it down. For you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then, then the next time you pick the movie, we'll watch it. There you go. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. 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 I'll make you watch Puppet Shark. It's a real Pup- movie. That sounds better than some other stuff you made me watch. <laughs> not this. This was great. You know it. This great is, is not exactly. No, 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 the no, no, no. You that. have to put the. You have to put movies like this into certain categories. All right, we're obviously not talking about. I, I, I would definitely put it into a certain category. Film. Yeah, yeah. But it's fun. It's fun. It's frivolous. It's something. Frivolous is not a terrible word for it. Yeah, but so what? You need some fun in your life. You need some right? Frivolous. No, yeah, no, yeah, no. You need totally. more frivol in your life. Totally, totally. AP. Yeah, I, I, I'm very frivolful. I don't know what you're talking about. You're you're full of frivol. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We need to move on because we're just going to start <laughs> annoying people with with <laughs> this conversation. Uh, um, so one of the things I did want to talk about is um, mm-hmm. the name Roy Kent. First of all, you put on this movie and and you get that. Do you watch Ted Lasso, JP? No, I don't. I don't. Oh, so one of the characters in, in Ted Lasso is Roy Kent, and he's a foul-mouthed soccer player. <laughs> hmm. Wait, so, so so what? So one of the characters, yeah, the the mm-hmm. basically the main dude in the movie, Robert North, is uh, mm-hmm. is Roy Kent, and I got a kick out of it when I first heard it because all I could think of was "Oi, yam," you know, like it's just like. <laughs> I just got like a big Ted Lasso thing and I just kept going with it throughout it. Like, oh yeah, get the, get the oh. lawnmower, you know? Like, so. Yeah, that yeah. sounds nothing like picturing... in the movie. Well, that's because that's Brett Goldstein from well, well, Ted yeah, Lasso. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Um, honestly, most of my notes, I think, are just noting times when it blatantly rips off Jaws. Oh, it does <laughs> it on purpose. It's, it's literally well, no, of course. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's I mean, what it is, yeah. I mean, down to like some really silly, like Mel Brooksian stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like um, that whole um, uh, put up your right hand. Now say, I swear, I swear, your name, your name, your name. You know? Yeah. 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 yeah like there's just, re- it's really silly. And like it starts off kind of 
over the top and, and serious, like to give you sort of a, a strange vibe when you first start it. And yeah, mm-hmm. um, when I, so when I put this on, I had no idea that this was a Jaws uh, spoof. Like I just, mm. you know, it's sitting in it's sitting in the vinegar syndrome box. I throw it in the machine and I start watching it. And of course, um, even with the music and whatever, like right off the bat, it did not trigger anything. Mm. So I got about halfway through when when it was it was literally when the woman slaps him in the face and I go <laughs> wait a second that's this is just from Jaws and then I started putting it together and I was like oh my god that and then they raise the lawnmower up on the hook and then yep, there's yep. they open the lawnmower yep. I was like <laughs> they, they, oh they, my they, god <laughs> they, 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 the cut radius oh it's not the right cut radius <laughs> yeah it's three times the size of that i'm like it's so silly it's so freaking over every everything from jaws is in this movie in some it's way it's literally it's literally a cut and paste template uh yeah. even like so um jeremy whalen who plays deke slade who's the robert shaw character of this movie um mm. When he first gets involved, he he is seen as the um, the red herring, right? Like he's the killer. He's the guy that's doing right, right. all this. And so, what we get from that scene when they take his lawnmower and they hike it up on the back of the car is mm-hmm. it's the shark, you know, that was the um, the scapegoat in Jaws. It's the first one they, so, they they catch, yeah, yeah, the first one they catch. Mm-hmm. And then of course they yeah. rip open the lawnmower and they find the Playboy and the golf balls, but they yeah, find yeah. no body parts. Nobody, yeah. so, <laughs> You know, um, so when Deke is there, like, obviously, Robert Shaw isn't uh, sort of a red herring or culprit or anything like mm. that in Jaws. But he right, is right. like the kook that comes to town. And, and yeah, you know, yeah, he's, yeah, exactly. He's, 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 he's kind of an, an, an outsider. Yeah. You know, he's not Robert one of there, them. Swallow your hole, you know, that yeah, kind yeah. of stuff. So um, what I get a kick out of is they get him, they throw him in jail, and then they do that scene. And they got, they're they all sitting there, and they're all doing the commentary. Oh, yeah, this guy's nuts. Like, just mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> in, yeah. the, in the um, lockup. So I do I, – I find this movie to be extremely funny. It's not serious at all. It's so mm-hmm. just – and the reason I wanted to talk about this movie specifically with you, JP, was that – First of all, like we kind of need a lighthearted break. Like this isn't like a, a standard fair like horror movie. Like this isn't something that everybody has seen. It, but mm-hmm. everybody watches Jaws every year. I am from Massachusetts. Like mm-hmm. this is like the thing. Everybody goes out and they're like Jaws, 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 right around July fourth. And like we need something different. We need we need a like a little bit of a Jaws break. For as much as I love Jaws, don't get me mm-hmm. wrong. I just needed something that wasn't Jaws. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, all right. You know, one one good thing I do have to say about it is that I think it does a good job in the beginning. Like, like when you know this is Jaws, like right from the beginning, like, oh yeah, this is the beginning of Jaws. But but one interesting thing they do is uh, when 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 the girl goes into the water. It's like in Jaws, Mm -hmm. the shark attacks her. She goes under and she dies. Right. Yeah. But in this one, the girl goes into the water, she goes under, and you're like, oh wow, is is it the shark? Is it the thing attacking her? And then she comes back up with the with the guy. And so it, it does that little that little misdirect. And then later on, when the other guy and other girl go out, that's when the that's when the real first attack happens. So so I think it does I think it does a good job of setting you up to think it's gonna be one thing. And then subverting those expectations. Oh, for sure. Uh, the yeah. other thing about this, um, like, I'm learning about myself that I'm a big fan of land shark movies as opposed to like, <laughs> as opposed water to water sharks. Water sharks. <laughs> this year, apparently, like, I mean, so I did the Alien from the Abyss review, and I was like, oh, there's a lot of like land shark stuff in this, like, you know, like him coming up from the ground and and things like that. And then I'm like. I love Tremors. Um, I'm also doing that piece on Screamers, which didn't get released last week because, or two weeks ago now. Um, when when I said I I just I couldn't I couldn't finish it. So it'll <laughs> it'll be out in the future. Like I'm still working mm-hmm. on it, but like I'm like okay, well all of a sudden like I'm the land shark guy. Like I'm the guy that just enjoys the weird freaking creatures that come at you from under the ground as opposed to going in the water. So I'm okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> so in that, 
in that spirit, let me ask you a, a bit of a tangent question. But let, let me ask: sure. What are your thoughts on Sharknado? Then you know what's funny is I've never watched Sharknado. It's a, first of all that would be above <laughs> ground sharks, so I don't know. I that mean, I, I mean, it, it's I haven't it's, explored that yet, JP. It, it, I don't know it, if this it, is part it, of my personal identity or not. I, mean, I, I like, have to look into that. <laughs> I guess it would be air sharks, you know, like air, land, and water. Yeah, uh, what? You know? There's another one with like air sharks. Is it? Is, is, does Iron Sky have sharks in it? I'm trying no to remember. Idea. I don't. I don't remember. Iron I know sharks. there's there's a movie. Um, oh, I, I've seen trailers for at least one movie about sharks that like they. Oh, is there one about like a ghost shark? Oh, maybe looks... it's just called maybe it's just called Sky Sharks. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, there there are movies like that where they're, they're basically just sharks that they quote unquote swim around, just but in the air rather than like in water or anything. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sky Sharks has Tony Todd and uh, Tony Amanda Burris from Yeah. Oh wow! This might be what oh, I'm boy. thinking of. Okay. Okay. There's another one. Um, I know SRS Media. I'm pretty sure they put it out on Blu-ray. Um, it's it's some like a possessed like plush toy of a shark. Uh, yeah, that's, that's the one like, I was talking it, about. Puppet sharks. Oh, that one. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's from SRS. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh boy, you okay? Yeah. <laughs> JP, I am into everything. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I. It's not I, just about I, I a specific noticed. part of the genre with me. It's about it all. You know, I gotta, it, it, gotta it, incorporate. It, it, uh, it's not just some terrible movies. It's all the terrible movies. It's all of the terrible movies. Yeah. Oh all. man. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That yes. is deranged. <laughs> <laughs> I've been called worse. Well, you know, probably by me. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Off air. Exactly. Wipe the potty mouth. I mean, my mouth is potty. You know. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So back to New Jersey. Um, yeah. So right. this, so this is a trauma film. If you couldn't mm. tell, like it's obviously shot in New Jersey. It was shot on a shoestring budget. But I do think that this is kind of the, like one of the, you know, trauma is usually known for uh, really just sort of the more the more disgusting films that they've done, like uh, mm. Toxic Avenger and and so forth. But like Troma does like a lot of stuff. Like it's it's really funny because we did Mother's Day already too. I've never mm-hmm. like I've never really I I never really got into Troma. Like I suppose when I was supposed to like in that like sixteen to eighteen mm-hmm. year of age kind of thing. Um, I'm getting into it more now because I'm finding these titles through Vinegar Syndrome, mm-hmm. and like these are not the titles that I expected. Like they're not like Tromeo and Juliet or, or any of that. Mm-hmm. It's it's these like niche titles like this. Um, what I found funny is, so in the same weekend I watched this and I watched, uh, was it uh, Girls School Screamers, which is apparently by the same producer. Um, hmm. Okay. And uh, yeah, I so this one won. Girls School Screamers was very, uh, what's the word, um, like elongated. Like it just, it just, it was too much setup and not enough of anything else like everybody hmm. dies within like the last like 10 minutes kind of deal oh okay, um, yeah yeah just it, it just took forever you know mm-hmm. um some really cool bits in it i suppose um gore wise and you know effects wise stuff on that lens but it wasn't for me i kind of i kind of mm-hmm. but blades blades uh blades left me in awe like i was just in I think, awe Really? Yeah, what were you in awe of? I just told you, like it was literally the flip of the switch, like halfway through, where I go, "Oh my god, this is a Jaws parody! Like this is freaking great!" Um, like once you figure out, like what you know, how every scene sort of matches the the Spielberg version, you're like, "This is really freaking creative! It's really you, silly." You know, so so you probably shouldn't have told me that this was a Jaws I probably parody shouldn't. beforehand. Like, I felt bad that I. Yeah, I felt bad yeah. that I did, and and the thing so, is, is like, if anybody watches or listens to this, uh, it's going to be the same thing for them. But anybody that's yeah. already seen the film and are listening to this, um, you know, they're probably going, they're probably thinking the same things that we are. Well, I am. <laughs> well, yeah. So, so for for me, like, like one of the reasons why I wasn't a huge fan of it at all um, is just because. <laughs> 
It is just like you're like, a thief of joy. <laughs> well, well, that goes without saying. But one of the reasons, you know, this movie specifically, not just joy in general, but this movie specifically, why I didn't like it, is because right from the get go, it just it, it was too on the nose. And I think not knowing it going in and being able to discover that on my own would have been a better experience than going in knowing, all right, hey, this is a Jaws parody, and then seeing it right from the beginning, just so, so on the nose. Yeah, I gave it away. I, I yeah, so, so, so basically, this is your fault, Sean. Oh, 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 I see. Yeah. But you still, like, that, that, that thing, but that still bothers me, because it's like, you still couldn't have fun with it, like, after the fact. Uh, well, I didn't think it was funny. Like, I watched it. I thought. I think knowing that. Okay, so this second time that I I watched it, right, knowing that it was a Jaws parody and and ripoff and all of that stuff, I had so much more fun with it because, like, especially at the beginning scene, knowing that it's a Jaws parody and and seeing the the interaction at the lake there, and especially mm-hmm. the guy like I don't want to go in the water. Like I, he's afraid something's going to happen in the water, right? And, and mm-hmm. secondly, the other guy that's standing there that's like I'll go. <laughs> Like, like, anytime mm. she mentions going somewhere, he's like, I'll do it. Like, <laughs> I'm like, mm-hmm. that's really funny because, first of all, on Jaws, it's not just the two of them that were at the beach that night, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, I yeah. see these little things that they see that they're kind of making fun of in that movie, and I'm having a good time with it. Um, yeah, yes, but but I think part of the reason why you can have a good time with it, knowing that... Um, knowing that it's a Jaws parody is because you had such a good time with it the first time discovering yeah. that it's a Jaws parody on your own. Whereas I don't have that, that it was not nostalgia, but that, that history with it almost. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're right. I mean, I definitely, you know, I had a, I had an experience the first time and it was, mm-hmm. it was so good, but that's the whole thing is like, I want other people to enjoy this film. How am I supposed like, I suppose where you watch these movies with me, like at mm-hmm. least I have that sort of like built in audience or, or whatever you want. Like you're going to watch the movie that I, <laughs> you have an audience of I, one. I ask you to watch like, so yeah, well, yeah. Hey, it's better than none. Right. Better than zero, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> but like if, if we were just like two people that see each other on occasion, I was like, Oh, Hey, you should watch this movie. You'd probably be like, man, no, <laughs> Mm-hmm. I would totally right. be like that. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. That, that's what I'm saying is like, mm-hmm. so how do you get, like, how do you tell people like about this thing that you love without like, without like, especially this one without spoiling it? Because if you, if I tell mm-hmm. you off the bat, Hey, watch this movie. It's a Jaws parody. Like mm-hmm. you're more inclined to go, Oh, you know what? I love Jaws. I, I think things are funny sometimes. I think I might have fun with this, you know? I think things are funny sometimes. I think things really are funny sometimes. Wow, you, that is, I I have literally <laughs> never heard those words put together in that order in my yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a, it's kind of a half insult, so I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, better than a whole insult, I guess. Right? Yeah. You'll you yeah. know better yeah, than it's, just coming out and say you know. What, Sean? Saying what? <laughs> I already said it. You're a thief of joy. <laughs> uh, I mean, well, that's true. Guilty as charged. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, but okay. So knowing, so knowing all of that and like, especially as you get towards the end, cause it gets sillier as you go along. Oh yeah. Oh, it, it totally off, does. It starts off super straight. They also put in like some of the Richard Dreyfus things. I think you were the one that told me that this exists in the book where the, the whole Richard Dreyfus and the wife kind of oh, thing. Oh yeah. Uh, it might've been me. Yeah, they kind of add that with the um, the boss's wife, right? Like, mm. and Roy, like, mm. have that weird, like, thing going on. Uh, yeah, yeah, a little bit, yeah. But yeah, so they, they kind of do that. And then later on, and I think this would have changed Jaws a lot because uh, Kelly and Roy become very close. And Kelly is kind of playing the Dreyfus character. You know, mm-hmm. obviously they're they both clash. They have the, you know, their contentious end. And then um, all of a sudden it's like, uh, you know, hubba hubba. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really funny because I don't, I don't know what Jaws would have been like if uh, Roy Scheider wanted to fuck Richard Dreyfus. So. Uh, 
It would have been a very different movie. It would have been a different movie. Yeah. yeah. It, it would not have been a big <laughs> summer blockbuster in the 70s. Not in the 70s, <laughs> for sure. Today, maybe. You know? Today, maybe, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's... I didn't think of that, about how how that kind of almost like quasi-love triangle kind of mirrors what we get in the book. I, it's a little different, obviously. Obviously, but how, like they're yeah. changing characters and things. Right, but. right. But yeah, I I, I, I didn't notice that. Uh, one yeah, thing I thought they, it was fun. Though. It yeah, was yeah, that's different, okay. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I think if they were gonna if they were gonna add in anything from the book that's not in the movie, I'm glad they did that and not the mafia thing because I think the mafia thing is even more is is horrible and adds absolutely nothing to the story. Well, I don't know where they would have <laughs> added that in a tale of a. I mean, club, I mean, I'm sure they look. This is a this is a ridiculous horror comedy <laughs> that that just you, you know. Th- does whatever they want because they can. So if they wanted to, you know, have it that the mafia wanted this place to stay open, <laughs> they very easily could have done that. If you know what's good you for know? the children, the causes, they're going to exactly, exactly, you know? <laughs> exactly, exactly, Sean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, no, I and I mean, I suppose if they really wanted to like filter that in, they probably could have. But mm-hmm. um. I'm kind of glad with the way it went because it kind of almost looks like the the country club owner is sort of uh, in the the town sheriff's pocket, right? Like because mm. whatever he says, the the sheriff kind of dictates, or the I think he's the sheriff, right? Ah, um, uh, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't I, I I don't remember exactly his his role. He may just be an officer, but I can't find but, him on the, but, yeah. uh, on the cast list. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's just it's one of those things. Like he just like basically puppets or or parrots everything. Although although although, although now that I think about it, that that kind of is that mafia storyline because in because in the book it's or rather in 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 the movie Jaws, it's just the mayor wants to keep the, wants to keep the beaches open, and then and then in Blades, the country club owner is basically the mayor. So then yeah. the cop who tells him what to do is kind of like the mafia in the book. Well, sort of. He's So, so I guess they kind of do the that. other way. I kind of maybe the the uh country club owner could be kind of mafioso because it's the the cop is sort of in his pocket at that point. Um looking no, at he... it looking at it through that lens like we don't know why. I think there's some kind of like handshake movements mm-hmm. in there like hey, you can get like three free months the country club mm-hmm. you know, kind of like backroom deals or something mm-hmm. i can't remember what it was specifically but i kind of have this feeling like it's there some in, in some point of the movie but mm-hmm. um everything that he said he's like oh yeah no we have this under control what was it uh when he's you know so the situation is a little different than i thought but it's still under control and everything's going to be fine this weekend oh so you're going to cancel everything oh no god no i know people are dead but it's not let's not go crazy you know like mm-hmm. it's i mean i can i can kind of see it could be both i think it could kind of go both ways there so i mean i do think that that storyline fits in but i don't know that you know Literally, it's not yeah. as yeah it's not as big not as, as it prominent yeah so, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh so my favorite part uh, well, my second favorite part, let's say, after the uh, the the whole slap in the face bit, um, with uh, with Mel's uh, Mal's uh, mm-hmm. wife or widow, um, is when the kid gets gets killed right on the golf course. Right, it's literally the scene with um, the kid from Jaws, like swimming in that little inlet or whatever. And um, I can't think of that kid's name too. They make T-shirts with his name on it now. Uh, but yeah, it's literally that, it's literally that same scene alex kinter right okay it's literally the alex kinter scene where mm-hmm. he's like swimming in the little thing but really he's in like some small patch of brush they're giving a lesson over on the other side of the thing and then it all goes super slow motion and i think it's absolutely hysterical the way some of these people react all right then then to top it all off, to really go over the top, to really get you into it, not only is this child dying in the brush, you see him get ripped into the thing, but all of a sudden the blood just goes everywhere. And you're like, things were a lot different back in 1980. 
Jesus Christ, like it's really gory, and you're, everyone gets sprayed with blood, and you're like, "That's how that child died." <laughs> that's that's. Something. I mean, that they people have a lot of blood in them, you know. So well, like... I, I get that. I was <laughs> saying, like, by like, uh, okay, like we're obviously thirty years removed from that, mm-hmm. uh, from when the film was made, but you go this would not fly today at all. Like having, having a child die on screen is one thing, but having it be that bloody, like even evil dead rise, like brought the kids back. Right. So I don't, I don't know how you would, how you would make this, that part of the movie today. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Alex Winter's death in Jaws is pretty Mm -hmm. over the top as well. Like it's, it's really bloody and everything, but I think there's something different from being, sort of disconnected from it in the water versus having it be on land and just having like the, the blood spray go everywhere. I think indie movies could still do it. Uh, I mean, you, you, you mentioned evil dead rise, but, but that's a, that's a big, you know, studio theatrical movie. Yeah. Yeah, You know, so, so I think, you know, like a, a little indie movie like blades was, you know, could still do something like that. Even, even today. Um, I mean, you, you see, you know, all sorts of, things in indie movies that you probably wouldn't see in the big studio films. You know, so, so I think that says more about the difference between studio movies and indie movies than it does about 1989 versus 2023. Well, let's, let's face what studio movies have become and it's, it's trying to appease everyone and more or less. And, and the thing that really bugs me and the reason that I kind of shy away now is like, especially when studios that, that are putting out these $300 billion, like, these, these movies that are like epic scale film, um, mm-hmm. even like, you know, Mission Impossible 7 is out or name any superhero movie that that is less than $100 million to produce. You know, you go, these Doesn't are big name films. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're trying to appease other countries too. Like they're trying to get into the China market or they're trying to mm-hmm. get into, right, um, right. you know, places in Europe that might not necessarily always have like i think it's mostly asian markets that have a little difficulty i think horror especially um ghost stories and things like that i think in different markets in the asian market is just it's really difficult to break into um but and that's that's kind of the thing is when you're trying to appease so many people and so many cultures and so many demographics like you kind of lose you not only lose story, but like you lose part people from the audience. Like what are we up to on transformers? We're, this is like transformers seven. I want to say it's something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure the exact number. Yeah. Me neither. I, I lost track at three. That was the last one I watched. And I really, I, you can't count higher than three. No, uh, I just <laughs> stopped watching after three. Uh-huh, um, of course. So, uh, but like in all seriousness is like, this is why I'm more, like in love with indie film is really what it comes down to. Like I would rather go to an indie film festival any day of the week. It, it really takes me a lot to go to a movie, like a movie and go see something that I know is just going to play to certain aspects that I'm going to enjoy, but really it's, it's to market to a very wide variety of people, especially when it comes down to horror. Mm-hmm. That being said, like, so back to transformers, right? Transformers is great in the, in the the Chinese market, but it really does not, you know, here it usually takes a dive because I think the last one actually did pretty well here. The rise of the beasts. I think a lot of people Mm -hmm. were interested, but critically still didn't do great. Um, Mm -hmm. But in, in China, that movie blows up and that's how they make all their money that and on, and on the toys, obviously. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there's just, there's just I just don't have I just don't have a whole lot left for for big Hollywood releases anymore. Um, and that's not to say that I don't watch them. I mean, I just I told you yesterday I watched Pope's Exorcist. Uh, yeah, that's another one that just I don't I don't know what they were doing there. Like, I mean, all of the stories are there, but I have no idea what happened with that film exactly. They really tried to make it The Conjuring, then pieces of it went into Evil Dead, and then it became The Exorcist, and the, it was just all over the place. I just don't know mm-hmm. what it was trying to accomplish. Um, but yeah, so that's why I watch films like Blades. 
I mean, hey, that you know, that was a rant. I'm so that sorry. That was a rant. That was a, no. It's, it's good. It's good because it's taking up time, and I don't know what else to say. No, um, <laughs> no. I mean, I, I, I think that's fair. You know, um, I mean that that's kind of part of the great thing about you know the movie world and you know even the horror world. You know, even if even though it's one specific genre, like it's such a broad genre that there's there's something for everybody. You know, there's something for, you know, there's big studio movies for people who like those. There's little indie movies for people who like those. There's, you know, older, there's, you know, ton of older stuff that's all over the place, um, you know, for, for yeah. people who want to find something different, uh, like Blades, you know. Um, so, yeah, there, there's, there's just so much. Um, so, you know, you don't have to be just locked into going to the theater, you know. You can do whatever you want, essentially, as a as a horror fan. <laughs> no, yeah. and I, that is something that I, I really like about this genre is how wide it is. There's mm-hmm. there's something for everybody here, um, so that that's that's the good part. Um, mm-hmm. it, so what what one thing I found interesting about it was about getting back to Blades um, is in the in the third act when um, I never remember character names when when the the, the two the the pros at the um, Roy and the Kelly. country club, yeah, yeah, them and the and the the other guy, the, the guy who, yeah, whatever his name is. When, when they go out searching for the, um, searching for the lawnmower, I know exactly uh, what scene you're going to talk about. What scene am I going to talk about? <laughs> when he throws the hay bale out the back. So of the that, that's part. That's part of it. So, so what, what I'm going to say is that I like that. I think is is the most ridiculous part of the movie. It is it because is so funny. Like it's so be, good. Because they're 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 trying to hit all the all the, the memorable beats, you know, from the yeah. third act of Jaws, but it's just such a it's such a different setting that it just comes across that not even just comes across, but it's just so ridiculous. Like it yeah, they throw out bales of hay to, <laughs> to like lure the, the thing. In the water. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. It's, <laughs> I think it's so yeah. And then, and then they have balloons on them so that the, the, the thing gets you know, <laughs> kind of the barrels in jaws. Yeah. yeah. And then um, what was uh, – then when the thing tips over, when the <laughs> – Oh, wait, wait, wait. When the, when the truck tips over? Yeah, the, when the, the van tips over. And then, yeah, yeah. And then he does they the whole the top of it. thing as he's, like, getting, getting yeah. like, sucked into <laughs> – Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, no, I was just dying the entire time. I don't know how you did not laugh through, like, that last whole scene for, like, 20 minutes because that's what I did. Um, well, I'm a thief just, of joy. It's just incredible. Sorry. It's yeah. really funny. <laughs> is it, though? It is. Come on, is man! You have to admit, like, that part of you enjoyed this film, like on a weird no. level. Part of you enjoyed. No, this. part of me did not enjoy this. No, you, yeah, you're just no. not going to admit to it. I get you. Uh, but yeah, that 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 ending of the movie, like it, it, it just get it. It just keeps getting ridic- more and more ridiculous because you see that they're that they're going for Jaws. But the things that happen in Jaws just keep getting uh, less and less um, appropriate for the setting in Blades. So it just becomes more and more ridiculous as that third act goes on, you know, until the end when uh, when when they when they finally kill it by uh, the guy hits a golf ball onto it. He put like some explosive on it. Then he hits a golf ball. <laughs> Prasanti goes four, literally hits the golf ball. And then it, it lands on the explosive and blows the thing up, which is yeah. exactly what happens in Jaws. It's brilliant. It's kind brilliant. Of. Brilliant. It's uh, like, okay. It is, okay, come on. You have to find, you have to, you, how do you not find like this, like creative, like in a weird sense, like just I mean, taking the it, Jaws thing and putting it in the Caddyshack, like, like center there. Like, how do you not I like, mean, find that I mean, the funny? idea, uh, how, how do I not find it funny? Because it's not funny. <laughs> It's funny. It's, it's just funny. stupid. It's just yeah, stupid. That's the whole idea. It's mindless. It's it's literally like it's, it's just an enjoyable no, piece of No, 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 no. no. There, there is such a thing as stupid funny. Like there are a lot of things yes. that are stupid funny that I okay, love. Okay, this is just okay, stupid. What were you Okay, what is out of curiosity stupid funny? Like what do you find stupid funny? Family Guy. I love Family Guy. Okay. 
Family Guy is stupid, but it's hilarious. And um, you didn't okay, and half the jokes in Family Guy are parody anyway. Like, yes, but they're good parody. <laughs> I don't think you know what you're talking about. I think you're being. Oh, I know exactly. <laughs> I, I did find this funny. I mean, what do you want? You want me to like force myself to laugh? Like, ha ha ha! That's so funny, Sean. Like, I, I can't yes. really do that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, 2001. No, not. Oh boy! I'm gonna, I'm gonna orange you. My God, I'm losing my mind today. I really need to like sleep. So, so when you say you're going to clockwork orange me, you, I mean, there are some scenes in that movie where if you do that to me. No, no, God, no, what? No. No, okay, so, just, the, just the other part, man. Come on. What? So the part with the eyes and the watching Just the, the part with the eyes, oh, yes. Okay, good. good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Jesus Christ. I'm glad. Okay. I wanted to make sure. There's a, there's a, that's a long movie, Sean. So there's a lot in there that you could do to me, you know? So I just, I'm scared. <laughs> I am too now. <laughs> oh, man. <You're>, yeah. <laughs> All right. So do you have anything else to say about this movie? Just when I thought it was safe to putt. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, let's see. Trivia, um, shot where the camera quickly zooms in on the couple was actually done in reverse. Big whoop. Okay. And uh, Thomas R. Rondinella, the TV director in the control room, is actually the film's director. All right. That's almost Um, interesting. That's almost interesting. (laughs) And, um, okay, did you say to the end? Uh, What do you mean to the end? Uh, Did you see the, the preview for the next? The, the sequel oh. that was supposed to happen? No, I didn't. <laughs> All right. When uh, I think it's after the credits. I think there's an end credit sequence. In this it movie. has to be because I, I, I stayed till the credits. Yeah. And um, so at the end of it, uh, there's a guy who puts down a pair of hedge trimmers and it just says um, hedges just when you thought it was safe to trim. <laughs> oh, gosh. Sentient hedges. Okay. But like, like on the maximum overdrive end, this this movie like is really just Jaws, maximum overdrive, and and um, Caddyshack. Like Caddyshack the, yeah. into one movie. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. All right. Didn't like it. it. I did not, Sean. It's and, and and no, it's your it's fault because you told me it was a Jaws parody, oh, and that just so so if anything, you're the thief of joy because you stole my chance at joy with this movie. I stole your chance at joy. Yeah, yeah, Sean. You got so. mad. You're lashing. I, did. I get it. I get it. Too. Yeah, exactly. So you know, so next time, don't tell me anything about the movie. Just say we're watching this movie, and that's it. And leave all right, it I will present you with nothing next time. Like, yeah, you're watching this. Yeah. That's it. Yep, yep. That's the way to go, Sean. Should I just keep making you watch bad movies then? Like, I'll, I'll make you watch worse movies. Like, I can. I have them. <laughs> I mean, no. <laughs> Please don't. Please don't. <laughs> uh, what is the, okay? Out of curiosity, what is the worst horror movie you've ever seen? Like, can you like? Oh, Birdemic. 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 Okay. Oh yeah. I like. I haven't watched that. Um, that looked. Uh, you. I did watch the trailer after you mm. told me about it, and uh, it's. Mm. It looks pretty bad. It made so, so, them. Yeah, I don't know how or why, <laughs> but apparently so, so, it's mm-hmm. got like that sort of the room following, like that Tommy was so. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's it, it, it's one of those you know so bad it's good kind of uh, call yeah. followings. Uh, but but my my my, my issue with Birdemic is is different from my issue with movies like like Blades. So Blades, I think, is just, you know, or the Birdemic. Birdemic is just incompetently made. Like, it's like if... It's lazy. It It looks lazy. It it looks lazy. You know, it just, everything about it just screams somebody who doesn't know how to make a movie made a movie. Uh, I mean, good for them. If, you know, their dream was to make a movie, they did it three times. Great. Still sucks, but great. Um, whereas when I watch Blades, as much as I don't like it, at least it's made, it looks like it's made by somebody who knows how to make a movie. 
it, it's it, it's poorly done, but competently done. If that makes any sense. Yeah, you, you, but I think when you say poorly done, I think that you mean not technical, but I think that you mean just to to you. I think. Well, well, I mean, well, I mean obviously, you know, it, it's you know, my, my my response or anybody's response to the movie is by definition subjective. So yes, I so it, you know, poorly done to me, but still, it, it's it's a cop- it it's, it's, it's a legitimate value. it's a legitimate movie. Yeah. Whereas calling Birdemic a movie is almost a bit of a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually, I watched one of, not the Birdemic movies, but like I watched a movie this weekend that I think would fit more into that, what you're, what you're saying skill. Mm-hmm. It was on Screenbox. It was called Shifted. And okay. it's a, it's a pseudo zombie movie, but it really takes place in like a house and no, they never leave the house kind of thing. If they do, mm-hmm. it's literally just to go right outside of the house. And that's mm-hmm. about as far as they get. This movie goes in circles and it doesn't it doesn't really go anywhere. And I have similar notes on it that you would have like on Birdemic. I think that it's really the idea of them making a movie just to make the movie rather than mm-hmm. put anything additional in it. It very much comes off as sort of a Walking Dead uh, interpersonal relationships film. Um, mm-hmm. you know, sort of, you know, group dynamics and, and all that stuff. I mean, that that's most but, zombie movies. Yeah. Yeah. But it just, yeah. there's no, there's nothing to cut up that action. So it just really like, there's nothing to cut up that drama. I mean, so it's really just drama. There's supposedly a killer in the house, but it really never gets very among us or, you know, werewolves within or whatever you want to, you know, mm-hmm. it just, just sort of like they tell you everything up front and there's no, like there's no feeling, there's no attachment to anybody in it, and it just okay. Yeah, I, I just I found it to be very meh, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but from the Blades perspective, I think I think like you said, I think Blades is very well produced. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's a really silly idea, and I think with the right audience, like uh, I love Mel Brooks and I love like Pat Proft and um, I love like Marx Brothers stuff and and just really just silly stupid things like this so like Mm -hmm. walking walking into this movie and having it be so so over the top serious in the first act and then literally figuring out what the movie is doing and yeah you're probably right i probably fucked this up for you because i gave it away you stole my joy i stole your joy and i hate myself Mm. for it okay i will Mm -hmm. take the heat for this one but i'm never um, gonna let you forget that sean that I that I admitted to it is that that's what it sounds uh, no, like. No, just just that that you did it. Just that you um, did it. But like that's that's the thing is like knowing all of even knowing this after the fact. I'm gonna watch this movie about ten more times. I know it. I'm gonna show it to everybody I know, and it's it's oh, just fun. Boy. It's just I I can't say enough good things about mm-hmm. it, and I hope they I hope Hedges comes out thirty years later. So <laughs> I mean, weirder things have happened. It's you know? true. I mean, so, pandemic they made three of those. Still, exactly. So, <laughs> so there's you're saying there's a chance. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's that's a wrap on blades. Thank God. And uh... <laughs> so, what are we watching? What What is your revenge Ooh. film for me? I hope it's I hope it's something English. Oh, and, and so people are in one room and another people are in another room and they're like, "Hey, can we come into this room?" They're like, "No, you can't." And that's the movie. So, 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 so this is this is not a revenge movie. This is this is me genuinely introducing you to the fine art of cinema. All right. So we're watching a little movie called Monster Seafood Wars. What? <laughs> so this is so this is this is, the ki- is that is that one of those? <laughs> uh, maybe similar. Um, so this is a kaiju movie. Okay. Um, it's uh, it's a Japanese kaiju movie. It's playing on it, it's on Tubi, Amazon Prime, uh, a few other services. So it, it's it's easy to find. Um, I'm not going to tell you too much about it, but I will say this about it. The Blu-ray of it is put out by SRS Cinema. Okay, so this is my but, grill house. All right. But, but <laughs> it, it, it's kind of the upper echelon of SRS Cinema. 
still SRS, but it's very much the upper echelon of SRS. And we have friends that they're on <laughs> SRS. Like, yeah, yeah, be nice, okay? <laughs> um, no, no. I mean, I, 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 I mean, no, you know, no disrespect. That, I know that, that's I know. not a. <laughs> Um, I, 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 I like you, SRS. You, so hot, you hold this movie in high regard. I get it. I do. I do. Um, Monster Seafood Wars. Yeah. I'm liking this cover already, man. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it, it's a short watch. It's uh, about an hour it's 20. 84 minutes, minutes, yeah? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, so, yeah, that's what we'll be watching. And um, right. I think so, – so let me ask you real quick. What are your thoughts on Kaiju just in general? Oh, I, I think it's a ton of fun. Uh, okay. Um, I mean, we, we did crabs, right? Um, well, I mean, kind of. <laughs> yeah, kind of sideways, <laughs> but but you know what I mean. Like, I yeah. love them. I think I mm-hmm. think Pierce is great. So uh, mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, yeah. I hope he makes like ten more of those movies. Uh, um, but yeah, Monster Seafood Wars. Yeah, I'm, yeah, in, yeah. I'm into this. Okay. I, I I think you're gonna like it. I think you're gonna like it. All right, Sean. cool. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. No Martyr, that it's, not gonna, it's no Martyrs Lane for sure. I mean, well, a few <laughs> movies are, you know. Uh, all right. Well, that's that's a wrap for us today, guys. Um, if you want to find our writings on the internet, um, horrorobsessive.com, the greatest website of all time. Totally not biased. Um, <laughs> and we will see you guys in two weeks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.